Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. It's Hope Day. Hope Day. Hope Day. You get your hope socks on? Hope day. I hope I have socks on. Oh, I hope you got socks on, too. <laughs> yes, it's hope day. That's We're walking in paths of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Here is we're reading Psalm 63. And of course, as you know, Andrew, praise on Monday, admonition and admonition on Tuesday, trust yesterday, and today is hope. Hope, hope. hope. H, paths of righteousness. And hope. tomorrow we'll run out the week, we'll be talking about something to... Share. Something for to share. share. Yeah, just a reminder, I want to say thanks to Mark Roberts for... For giving the, the idea for this approach, and so uh, though we don't do it every week here on Text Talk, we've been walking these paths of righteousness. I think we've learned some good things. I know trust and hope kind of go hand in hand, so maybe a little bit of overlap today. I know one of the verses you really focused in on trust, for me, I saw some hope, so I know I we're a little, little bit of overlap there, but why don't you go ahead and read good. it? I think you've got the New International Version there in your hand. I sure do. This is Psalm 63 from the New International Version, a Psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. Mm. Not the dessert? No. No, dessert has two S's, and you remember that because you always want seconds of dessert. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, I never... That's why people tune into TikTok. That is the only way I spell that word Mm -hmm. correctly. (laughs) D-E-S-A-R-T. Maybe you should read and stop spelling. Just, Just read. Stop spelling. Psalm 63, a psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night, because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. They who seek my life will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced. Walking in paths of righteousness this week, we're talking about hope, Andrew. And there's several things in this passage that actually increase and prompt and provoke and promote hope for me. Absolutely. Perhaps the first and the biggest is just what he says about the enemies. And I know that there are people today that struggle with the language used in the Psalms about enemies. I would remind us that uh, there, there's language like this in the New Testament. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, it talks about the fact that God is going to come, mm-hmm. and he's going to afflict those who afflict us. Yes. And he will, he will bring about vengeance and fire upon those who do not know the Lord, who do not obey his truth, those who continue to push God away, who continue to be enemies. Here in this psalm, it talks about that those who seek to destroy David shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They'll be a portion for jackals. And those who have mouths of liars, those 
excuse me, those who have mouths of liars, those mouths will be stopped. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so there is a hope there. I have a hope in God that I know I have enemies. And I do think, as has been said, and, we, and, and folks who have commented to us about some of these psalms, ultimately our greatest enemy is the devil. Absolutely. We in Christ have an enemy who's a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Mm -hmm. And I know when I think about him, all of this applies to him. The realization that for all the attacks Uh that he brings against me, for all of the ways that he tempts me and tries to get me to fall, that, that God is going to, in his good time, he is going to bring judgment. He is going to bring an end to that. And that that's all that is going to be taken away. And I'm looking forward to that. That is a hope. That is an earnest expectation that I have. And this Psalm increases it. But, but I will just say this, yeah. that in addition to that, I, I don't think we should back away from realizing that even though, as we always say with the imprecatory Psalms, we come into those from Psalm seven, where it says, if they don't repent, right. he will wet his sword. We know that all of these statements about enemies are, are through that filter and lens. But if folks aren't going to repent, there does come a time when I need to realize that those who are going to set themselves up as enemies of God, they are going to be judged. And and actually, if I love God, mm-hmm. then those who are going to mistreat God, I I want them to repent so that just, just like me, they can have salvation. But if they're going to refuse that, there comes a time when, like God, what I need to say is, all right, it's time for judgment for you. When I see the word hope, of course, uh, you mentioned a moment ago, it means the idea of a, of a confident expectation, things that we're, you know, we feel very positive about the, the Lord's acting in a way, and certainly to fulfill his purposes, to bring about goodness for his own people. And I was drawn to verses 9 through 11 as I was looking through the hope, which is, you're referring to this also, but there's this there's this future tense, and I saw it in the New King James and the um, NIV that I read just a moment ago, talking about what shall happen, what will happen, and that that God does have a future plan. And so like in verse 9, those who are seeking to destroy my life shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be portioned for jackals. That all of this is in store. And... that is an expectation of God's return and God's judgment upon the wicked. And I guess kind of to dovetail with what you were saying about that, uh, we want to be honest with who God reveals himself to be in the scriptures. And we like the parts that talk about his grace and his benevolence and, you know, the kind of the assurance that comes out of a verse five that we're reading, that there's going to be the times of the marrow and the fatness and praising God with joyful lips. But just assuredly for the people that spurn him, for the people that are antagonistic to him, there is a coming judgment for them. But it, let's, let's remember this. I don't want to think of that as if it is, well, there's grace and then there's this. Actually, it is a grace for God's people that, that the time is coming when those who afflict us yeah. will be removed. They yeah. will face the affliction. That certainly comes through in the Thessalonians passage yeah. that you mentioned. Yes. You know, that they have troubled you, they have given you tribulation, and now God will trouble them. And it comes through in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. over and over again, that there's this affliction, there's this persecution, there are enemies that come against, and while God is giving them time to repent, he is bestowing grace by giving time to repent. Yes. It is a grace to God's people for those who are enemies of God and enemies of God's people to face the judgment. We actually all recognize that. We all recognize that in the sense that if there's some kind of criminal walking around who is 
murdering people, a serial killer, uh, you know, a serial rapist, any of those kind of things happening in our community, we we actually think it's a grace to the community for that person to be caught and that person to be judged and punished. Correct. And our problem is, is that we we like to think that should only happen with folks whose sins are much worse than mine. Temporarily. Instead of if I'm going to be an enemy of God, that it should happen to me. There's another place of hope, and I, I just want to bring this one up because I kind of, before we run out of time, because I mentioned there was a verse you used yesterday for trust that I see hope in. Okay. You know, probably not too different here, but I just, when it talks about my soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. For me, the idea of hope in this one is that this is not all based on my clinging. Why am I able to cling? Mm. I, I'm, I'm able to cling because God's right us. hand upholds me. Yeah. In my mind, I'm, I'm envisioning, you know, like those, those movies where the person has fallen off the cliff, but they've reached up and they've grabbed hold. Ah. And they're just hanging there and they're clinging for dear life. And what we know is if nobody, if nobody eventually comes along and grabs them, they're not going to be able to cling there forever. Yeah, that, that right hand, that right arm, that's the figure for the strength, yes. right? The strength of God. Yeah, his right hand upholds me. He's going to lift me up. He's going to hang on to me. We find that in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, kind of the same idea in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. In fact, I need to, I, I didn't have my Bible open to it. Let's flip over there quickly. Fear not, for I am with you, he says. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that recognition that those who wait on the Lord will be, they'll mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They'll walk into it, not faint. Excuse me. Here's my hope. This is my hope that it's not just based on how hard I cling. It's based on the fact that his his right hand is upholding me. So so now my clinging matters. Mm. So this is not saying let go because right. his right hand is upholding me. Yeah. My clinging is going to work because he is also holding on to me. Yeah. And what yeah. a powerful uh, cooperation we have there. And I find hope in that. Well, that's a beautiful thought. There's the assurance then of God's protection for his people, the upholding for his people, mm-hmm. as well as an assurance of judgment upon the wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any... I, before I just dominate with all the things I have, was there something you wanted to make sure to bring in? Because I got one more that stands out to me. Um, well, I, I, the other thing that I written down it comes from verse eleven, mm-hmm. and again, it, it is the idea of the the joy, the future joy of mm-hmm. God's people. When it says, "But the king shall rejoice in God, uh, everyone who swears by Him shall glory." And yeah. so, yeah, the the confident expectation then that. Or the king, here is David, the righteous king of God. But then all that will come with the king uh, will know the glory of God if they will stake their claim on God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The king shall exult in God and those who swear by him. Or that's really kind of a picture of allegiance. Yeah. Of, of, of my, my, my oath is by him. I'm staking my claim on him. So it's not just the king, but all of those. Yeah, the whole group. And so that's the contrast with yeah. what you had earlier. So that was about, the other thing I had on my list. Yeah, yeah. The, the future of those who would be against us, who would lie versus our future. So, so the one other thing that I had... And, and I'm sure there's much more, and I'd love to hear from everybody else what they had regarding hope. They can send that to us at Christians uh, at text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Verse 5, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. I can't help but in this context think of the beatitude, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Ah. And then blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. 
I feel like I'm not. I'm not saying those two beatitudes are pointing back to this psalm directly, but as I read this psalm, I think about being in the dry times, the times of mourning, the times of hungering, mm-hmm. and what we find here is that there will be satiation, there will be satisfaction, there will be comforting, and when I hang on to God, when I cling to Him, when I'm turning to Him, when I'm holding on to Him in the dry times, this is this is my hope, my mm-hmm. earnest expectation. There is a blessing promised for those who hang on to God in those times, for those who maintain steadfastness as James. I know, I know we've talked about James before. You, you've called me a James hammer once or twice, but, but I recognize that, that in James, it talks about those who remain steadfast mm-hmm. in the face of the trial, receiving the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Again, it's that idea. This is this is the hope. The hope is when I continue to praise God, the earnest expectation when I continue to praise God, even in the dry times, this is what's coming for me. Comfort, blessing, satiation, satisfaction. It's it's gonna be wonderful. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in this psalm to to feed our hope and, and sometimes that's what we need. I think particularly in a time of wilderness or dryness, you know, help me to see that the sun's gonna rise tomorrow and, and God's gonna be there. Mm. Um we uh Appreciate you joining us today for Text Talk. We'd love to hear about what you're gaining and what's feeding your hope out of this psalm. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or join us over on the Facebook group. I know, I know you're wrapping up, but what you said right before you started the wrap-up, the sun will come up again tomorrow. It, you know, the dry times don't last forever, that's, yeah. and that's really what we see here. Yeah. David, David, he know, it's, it's tough. It's tough right now. But the dry times don't last forever. Exactly. And so we give thanks to God. Yeah. I guess it's if my you, day if to pray. You you want me to, yeah. Holy God, thank you. I have no doubt that there are some who are listening to our conversation that are in dry times. For all I know, by the time this particular conversation actually hits the airwaves, I may be in a dry time then. Today, today, as we're praying, I'm actually, I'm actually feeling pretty full. Maybe it's because we've been in these conversations that that I'm that I'm feeling it. But I, I have dry times. They come when I least expect them, but none of them have lasted forever. And I know that none of them that I ever face will last forever, but I know what will last forever is being at your right hand for eternity. So I pray that you would hold on to me, hold on to Andrew, hold on to our friends, our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, those who are listening, those who will listen. I pray that you would hold on to us. Help us to cling to you. We know that our clinging matters because you will hold on to us. And I'm so thankful for that. And I look forward to the eternity, not in the dry times but in the fullness of pleasure at your right hand that we look forward to in the resurrection. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. That that, that was a joke. Okay. Uh, Psalm 63, a psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. Oh, God. (laughs)
<laughs> All right. That, just, that one was my fault. <laughs> just don't look at me. All right. I know. I know. <clears throat> Psalm 63. <laughs> 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 Wind's blowing the paper. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Deep Breaths with Andrew Roberts. That's right. Psalm 63, a psalm of David. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be a lot. <clears throat> do, you, do you need me to go ahead and read it? <laughs> I don't know why this is funny, because it's not. Now it's getting irritating. 